Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Single Chronicles. Today's episode is really special. Why? Because it is a duo topic. And another thing you may have noticed that you didn't get this um, episode hot off the presses Monday morning. As a matter of fact, I'm actually in the studio and it's Monday. So anyway, I wanted to give you something a little special for the delayed release today. Um, and that is two topics. The first is learning to love yourself and why it's not selfish but it's crucial and how that particular thing helped me discover that I had a whole new traumatic response y'all like yeah we just making waves and fixing shit so um yeah we're going to talk about that today if you're new here make sure you heart like save subscribe do whatever you got to do to favorite this podcast so that you can come back to it and be notified of future episodes for everyone else welcome to the single chronicles okay so we're back first off i want to um apologize i wanted to get into the studio this weekend to record but it just didn't happen it was a lot going on um there was a death two deaths in my family um and then there was a death, someone close to me last week. And then they had the service on Saturday. Plus, it was um, a close, very close friend of my daughter's sweet 16. So it was a lot going on. And it was like, okay, we're splitting hairs. What are we doing? And then um, Sunday, I think I was just, I had stuff to do, like laundry and stuff around the house. And um, it just was a lot. So I had to, like, get my life together. And then Friday, we went to go see Eternals, which you guys got a review coming. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, yes, it will be written. I'm sorry if you're looking for a video review, but, um, I got some trailer reactions coming up, so just stay tuned for that. Anyway, this weekend was just hectic, so I didn't get in the studio until after work today, and I'm like, after work Monday, so I was like, all right, crap, let me get this together. So the topic that I wanted to actually discuss was phobias and being phobic, but then I came across something so crazy this weekend and I was like, I got to talk about it while it's fresh on my mind, while it's deep down in my spirits and my soul and while I'm still attached to it. Because if I would have just let this sit on the back burner till next week, I wouldn't have had the thoughts that are popping in my mind right now. So I wanted to talk about it. And that is loving yourself. I know that's something that I always say, like, love yourself. I say it literally at the end of everything that I do. But... It dawned on me very recently. People still don't know what the fuck that means. They they really don't get it. So I'm here to reiterate that because I want it to be very clear that there's nothing wrong with the term love yourself. That's why I got it on T-shirts, masks, hats, hoodies, everything, because it is very crucial for people to learn to love themselves. Why? I'll tell you why. Learning to love yourself Regardless of your background, regardless of the things you've been through, regardless of anything that you've experienced in your life is very important. There's a story of, um, you know, like you hear there's various stories. You hear people um, doing, you know, saving lives, firefighters, like even when planes go down, they tell like the flight staff and everybody to put your mask on first um, before you go worrying about the passengers and the people next to you and all that other stuff. They tell you, yo, put your shit on first. 
make sure you got enough oxygen. Same thing with people going in the water to go save people. You know, if they diving deep and they got to put like the scuba gear and shit on and and the snorkeling and you got to put your stuff on first before you go worrying about somebody else and that's i just wanted to shoot straight to the point because people really don't know that you have to take care of you before you take care of somebody else yes you can't pour from an empty cup if we on a plane and it's going down and you're passed out or you are weak or scared or whatever. You can't you can't help yourself in this situation. You're looking to me to help you for whatever reason that may be. I might be more experienced. I might be employed by the airline, whatever, whatever. And correct me if you work for any airline, but it's a known fact that I need to put on my mask first because before I can save you, before I can help you, I need to make sure I got enough oxygen. If I'm a firefighter going into the thing, I can't put my oxygen mask on, running in with my oxygen mask in my hand. I got to be making sure I got enough oxygen to save your ass in the smoke before, you know, I drag you out. Or matter of fact, I'm going to just keep it on. Yeah, we we can save you. But if you already in a burning building and you've already inhaled smoke and you damn near dead and I go in there to save your ass and I take my mask off and save you, how am I going to have enough oxygen to carry you, you know, to both get us both out of there? So that is that is basically what spawned. It's not what spawned the, the love yourself mantra that I have, but it's one of the key things behind it. You know, a lot of time, like a lot of people really are still fathomed by it, like and Two types of people are just like dumbfounded by the, the idea of loving yourself. Those that don't know how to do it and those that perceive it as something that's self, selfish. Um, it's not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. Setting boundaries isn't selfish. Saying no isn't selfish. Putting you first is not selfish. There's nothing selfish with telling someone, look, I'm sorry, I can't do this for you right now. Or you're triggering me or you're not. This is not conducive to my mental health, you know. I'm sorry. Let it go. Like, you ain't got to be mean. You ain't got to be an asshole about it. You ain't got to be a jerk. But it's okay to set a boundary. Like, this is something that I've noticed the millennials and Gen Z and all of the younger ones, the generations after mine, are doing. It's like a thing now. Um, People are putting up boundaries. Don't get me wrong. You do got this crazy cancel woke culture culture that's trying to, like... (laughs) But that's another story. We'll probably uh, cover that next week in the phobic conversation. But um, the thing is, is that people just don't understand that I'm putting up a boundary for my well-being. I can't address what it is you have to have going on. I can't deal with you right now. I have to deal with me. My ment- And it, sometimes people are they'll look at you and say, well, you look fine. What do you mean you can't deal with whatever I got going on I'm bringing to you? I don't have to let you know what it is that's going on in my life. I don't have to explain to you why I'm setting up this boundary and I'm loving myself. Um, Yesterday, I had this conversation with my mother. And this was something that usually when she says it, it comes from this place that I I know it's just like one of those negative places. And it's kind of like a nitpick because ever since I've been saying love yourself and I've been blasting it on a T-shirt, people have been stopping me and complimenting me for it. And people love the mantra. Like, people that actually 
are familiar with my content really know where it's coming from. And if you know me, if you know me in real life and or if you follow my 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 podcast and my this blog all, for a long time, you realize that me and her have never had this Brady Bunch type of relationship. I'm not ashamed to say it. I did not have a typical relationship with neither one of my parents. Does that mean that I'm bitter or I'm holding a grudge? No, I've moved on. In fact, I wouldn't have I wouldn't be in a place where I am today if I was just holding a grudge. You know what I mean? Like. And sometimes when older generations still hold on to their toxic, tra- you know, trauma- traumatizing ways, they feel that when you hold up boun- hold boundaries up and you set boundaries that you are resentful for the types for something that they must have did or you're being too dramatic, whatever the case might be, whatever the response. The point is, is that. I was never one of those people. I mean, I was one of those people at once. I did have resentment, you know, for both my parents. Like, yo, like, it's a lot of shit that didn't happen in my adult life that I didn't know that was there. That because the the, the toxicity and the generational fucked upness has has caused me to be here. But I'm dealing with it now, and I'm I'm ending that generational curse right now. I wish I would have did it sooner, especially when I first became a parent myself. But you can't live life resenting shit that's happened in the past. And that's my whole point. Like, I'm not resentful for the way things turned out. It made me a stronger person. It made me who I am. Hell, it gave us the Single Chronicles, more or less, you know. Like, yeah, the Single Chronicles spawned from a shitty-ass relationship that ended. But that shitty-ass relationship spawned from some traumatic responses and some toxicity that I had that was passed down on, on to me that I didn't even know existed. A lot of times people don't know why they act the way they act, why they choose the partners that they choose, why they are victimized or they, you know, be victimized themselves because it's it's some shit that's been repressed. We pass it on to our children. I'm sure that my child, if she wouldn't have been placed in some type of therapy earlier, like if I didn't do the therapy thing early with her now, between everything that's happened to her, you know, coming up as a child, the, tra- the trauma that she's been through, you know, if it wasn't for the therapy she was, you know, she's been seeking more recently and has been over the last few years, then God knows where she would end up. And she's getting there. It's taken a time. It's taken a toll. And, I'm, you know, she's still healing in her own way. And I try not to push her to get to a mental safe point. But I'm glad that, you know, she's She's, you know, she's getting there and it's going to be a lot work now. Is she, you know, healed or perfectly of sound mind? No, she's getting there. You know, she's picking up the pieces. She's doing what she's doing. As far as me, mine's came through the whole loving yourself mantra. That was something that when I told the therapist I was dealing with at the time, like earlier before the shutdown, it was one of those things that she was like, oh, yeah, this is dope. Then I switched to a guy therapist. But regardless of such, um, and then my nutritionist became a therapist unofficially. <laughs> but, no, the point was was that I had still had professionals that I had spoken to over the time frame from, I want to say, 2018 when I really kind of had the idea of the Single Chronicles and up until now. So it took some time to get to this point. But it didn't heal everything. And I'll get to that other trauma response. I think before I spoke about being hyper-independent, this is kind of a branch of that. Um, 
the thing that I suffered with the most, you know, th- that I'm realizing now, because somebody was like, Rose, how do you find time to do all the shit that you're doing? And I'm like, oh, I do this, this, that. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I don't sleep. I'm an insomniac. And then I thought about it. I'm like, no, it's not because I have insomnia and I can't go to sleep. Oh, it's not because I am doing all this other stuff is going on. No, it has nothing. It's very little to do with any of that. And I'll get to that. But the point is, is that the whole loving yourself thing, back to my mom, she was really kind of lost on the idea because she was like, everyone is talking about me this and put me first and self. it just sounds so selfish. And I'm like, well, your generation isn't used to that. Your generation is, and I could be wrong about the baby boomers and the ones before that. They have this to me, and I'm, and this is a, this is something that plagues my own generation, the Gen Xers. Especially, and I can kind of see it, maybe because I'm on the tail end of the Gen X generation, but the thing is, is that we kind of have this idea of sit on your thumbs and take it. Like, no. Like, if your job is misrepresenting you, they're not making you feel wel- welcome, appreciated, and nothing, you speak up. It's nothing wrong with that. Before, they had unions to do it for you. Well, the unions for a lot of industries are a, th- a thing of a past. Yeah, I'm not saying they absolute and don't exist. But they are a thing of the past for a lot of things like finance and corporate culture and all that other stuff. I'm not sure why my phone is ringing, but, you know. But anyway, um, because I put it on Do Not Disturb and it's just like, what is the point? So um, my thing is that, like, she was really kind of, like, confused by it. And I don't know if it was, like, a nitpicking thing because, like I said, ever since I started doing this, promoting the Love Yourself thing has been, like, a, it's, it, I, I, she's kind of had these low blow jabs, like, well, that sounds so selfish and, you know, you put you first and just forget everybody. Um, you know, everyone is just selfish, don't care about nobody else. And that is could not be further from the truth. And that's why I led with the fact that in order for me to help you, I have to help myself. I can't sit up here as someone that's in the fitness industry unhealthy telling other people to get healthy. What type of shit is that? Like, I can tell you some things on how to lose weight if it worked for me and say, okay, I did X, Y, and Z to lose some weight. This is what you guys can do. Or, you know, that's fine. But if I have a shitty ass, like, I have I have shitty sleeping habits. That's no surprise. They've gotten kind of subjectively, I don't want to know, say worse, but they've kind of gotten flip-floppity over the last few, since the pandemic. I've gotten used to going to bed later, but waking up later. Now that I'm back in the office, I have to program my brain to go to bed earlier because I'm waking up earlier. So... You know, it's it's just some work intel. Now, I know and I tell people this is something that I have to work on. So I, ha- I had to, you know, chemically do that. You know, maybe a glass of wine, a little pen with, with a little melatonin, THC maybe, whatever. Whatever those tools and tricks and tablet things that I do helps me. Sometimes it doesn't involve any of those. Sometimes it just involves just... You know, watching TV for like an hour before I go to bed or reading a book or something, putting down my phone and getting off of social media. Whatever it is, it it is just me just saying, you know what? Right now, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with anybody's shit, and I'm not doing anything. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about my businesses. I'm tr- at least I'm not trying to. I'm not. My brain is not on that whole go mode, and I had to learn 
to to turn it off at some point during the evening. Like, okay, like, you know, I would go to bed right before I go to bed. I'm like, oh, did I schedule time, studio time? Uh, Did I do this? Do I have my choreo together? Do I have my playlist together? Oh, shoot, did I buy stuff to make juices this weekend? Wait a minute, did I have this? Did I do that? Did I do the ads for this week for whatever? Like, it was just so much shit that my brain was just not turning off. So it would take me longer to go to sleep. It would take me longer to relax my body and bring down my levels and all this other stuff. My cortisol levels was all over the place because my body is in a sense of flux. It's like it's thinking it's still on go mode. So I had to learn to shut that shit down for a little bit. And I ain't going to lie. First, it was like, all right, let me have a glass of wine and just watch some Netflix or some one of my TV shows or or maybe just write something random that has nothing to do with anything that I'm not going to post. But whatever it is, I just had to find something to just turn my brain off. No, I'm not going to get on social media to interact with clients. Um, maybe I'm just going to watch a bunch of stupid videos on TikTok. I don't know. But whatever it is, I had to tell myself, turn your brain off, Rose. Work is done for today. Let that shit be tomorrow's problem. So that that was that, that unbeknownst to me, was a part of me loving myself. But it helped me to see and realize that... I had this traumatic response, another fucking traumatic response that developed more recently. Like, I was always somebody that had, like, a little side hustle going. But more recently, it dawned on me, like, yo, I'm always at fucking work or I'm always working. And the only time I get to myself is maybe going to the gym to work out, if that. And that really doesn't feel like me time all the way because a part of me is like, yeah, I got to get fit because I'm a fitness instructor. But every now and again, I might go to the movies, but then that turns into a job. Oh, I got to post a review or article on this. Free, you know, put some freelance shit out there. So I'm saying that to say this. I didn't know that I had a, a PTSD response from the pandemic. The pandemic didn't affect me in the fact that I got COVID or I lost my job or whatever, whatever. It came to the fact that I was dealing with a lot of shit at home. You know, like I said, my mother had moved in with me a couple years back. So I, like, up until, like, prior to, I want to say, two, my daughter was, what, born in 2002. So prior to, I mean, after 2000, I want to say maybe five or six or something like that, when she moved from Philly, I didn't really have to deal with her consistently. Like, if she came over and we started to butt heads about something, I just got in my car and left. Even if I even if I kind of, like, got into the shit, I was just like, I'm out. You know, you sit here and be mad. Same thing when, she, you know, even when she first moved in, I'm like, all right, you just talk to yourself. I'm going to go get in my car, whatever. You know, or I left wherever she was, you know, if I was over there visiting and just didn't feel like it was like a, like, I didn't even know it, but I was like, I had to learn this. And my ex that had the bad breakup had to tell me, you don't have to respond to every fucking thing. If someone says something to you, you have two options. You can be right or you could be at peace. And And I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that's basically what he said. You don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to argue about everything. You don't have to be right. Sometimes loving yourself means I'm going to be at peace with whatever. I don't have to prove that you are right or wrong. I don't have to argue. Why am I even talking about this? And I started asking myself a lot of that. But then when the pandemic hit and I didn't have nowhere to go, gyms was closed. My job was closed. You know, everything was closed. Like the studio was closed. You know, the rec center had stopped doing what they were doing. 
everything was closed for 180 plus days and I didn't really have anywhere to go. Like, don't get me wrong, the studio eventually opened and I found stuff to do online, like virtual. But for real, for real, I was stuck in this place of having to deal with shit that I was used to avoiding. So this happened to a lot of people over the pandemic. A lot of people didn't really figure it out. A lot of people took the the, the shitty way out and X'd themselves. And I hate to say that, but it happened because they didn't know how to deal with the, the, the triggers and the traumas and stuff. You know, being super busy is a way of not coping and dealing with whatever is wrong in the first place. It's just like the hyper-independence thing came from not being able to ask people to help me do stuff or not being able to rely on people. You know, I had a father that was very absentee the majority of my life. So when he said that he was going to do something, he didn't come around. Didn't didn't matter what the why was at that time. But as a child, I grew up knowing that there's no man that's going to be there dependable. Don't get me wrong. My grandfather did a hell of a job. But the thing was, was that when it came time to dating, even though I was looking for my grandfather, I ended up with dudes that was like my dad. And then it ended up being a response of, all right, you know what? I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. Not to mention I had other hyper independent issues from dealing with the other parent, my mother, who had a kind of personal, I don't want to say personality disorder, but a way of saying, well, I did this for you. You know, the things that she did do for me, I owed her for that. And sometimes my grandmother even did that to some extent. It was like, well, I changed your diaper. Oh, I paid for your tuition. Or I did this and I did that. And I'm like, I didn't ask you to do any of this shit to either one of you, you know. And it would be just, I got tired of that growing up, I think. And I got to a point where I will never, I I told myself, I would never ask for someone. If it meant that they were going to throw it in my face, I would never ask them to do it for me. So I never gave people the opportunity to be blessed. I blocked their blessings because they were genuine people out there that just wanted to be nice. And I didn't, it didn't really register with me. Like, there are people that do this type of shit? Because even though I was one of those types of people, it's, I didn't do things to to hold over someone's head. I did them genuinely out of the kindness of my heart. But then when I dealt with the toxic people that mimic my father, um, I tend to have this, this toxic response. Well, I did this for you. Why are you cheating on me? I've been a good girlfriend. So back in my mind, that toxic behavior, that toxic response reared its ugly head, even though it didn't stem from the same things you know, the same reasons that my my mother or my grandmother had, it still was there. And I realized that it recently, not recently, but in the last few years, and I was like, all right, I got to stop doing it. I have to open up and allow people in. But then I realized, okay, I'm starting to let people in. I'm starting to accept helping hands because I would tell people, like, well, what? Are, how much do I owe you for this? And they'd be like, nothing. You know, like even my pop, like, he'll say, all right, well, I'll, I'll say, like, the, my heater pilot went out the other day. And he, I was like, can you come light the pilot? Because I don't feel like dealing with it right now, you know. And immediately his response was, well, what you got for me? Like, you know, the people come over and do this for you. You know, they're going to charge a whole lot for this job. Are you fucking kidding me? So, and then it started going with, 
And this actually last year they went and we went through this because my mother was like, he should do it for free because he always packed child support from 1980, whatever. And he was like, well, I should be compensated because I have to use tools and materials that a professional contractor would use. So I feel that I should be compensated for my labor and whatever else I put into it. Then it was that. So they were butting heads about that. And I'm like, are you two fucking kidding me? When you have two people that are that toxic and that fucked up in the brain, guess what? Guess who pays the price? Their child. Even though their child is no longer a child, I learned to be independent and say, you know what? I'm going to figure it out on my own. So it became a, t- a traumatic response because I didn't want to be that person in the middle of that. So, you know, and his thing was like, well, you can go spend all this money on this stuff, but you can't pay to get your own heater phase. And da, 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 da. it was just like a mess. I was like, oh, my God, these fucking people. How did I last this long? So it was that. Then, um, you know, following that, the hyper busyness, like the 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 PTSD of just being hyper busy all the time. I had to stop and realize, like, damn, when do I have time for myself? Like, I wanted I, my Xbox is just sitting there getting dustier and dustier and dustier, and like to the point where I don't even know if the shit will turn on. But I realized I didn't have any time myself to be at home to enjoy the things that I like to do anymore because I have I have not had, still have, still doing, bombarded myself with the things that, I don't get me wrong, I love this podcast, I love doing YouTube videos and content, I love, you know, my social media presence with little, they don't fucking shadow ban, you know, I love my my wellness shop, helping people feel better and stuff like that, like, I love all the Zumba, everything, I love all those side ventures, like, I love writing, all the things that I do on the side, all my little side hustles that I do, those aren't things that I'm doing out of obligation. These are things that I'm doing that are hobbies that I just so happen to make money off of. So it's a beauty in, t- in getting paid for some shit that you love to do. That's amazing. That's literally the American dream. Get paid to do what you're good at, but you also love doing. So, yeah, I'm, it's not to say that I don't like any of the side things that I'm doing to you know, like even my job, I don't mind being here. I, I, you know, and when I go to work, I get to clock out of my job. Well, I don't clock out of salary, but I get to, you know, get done with my job, walk over to the studio, walk over to the gym area, work out or record my Zumba stuff, you know, record this podcast, record a video. I get to do a lot of things in my place of employment, outside of employment, my employment hours that, you know, are beneficial and crucial to me. Shoot, the only thing I don't think I'm doing is bringing my juicer here and juicing, which probably ain't a bad idea. But no, the point is, is that I get, there are certain types of benefits that I reap by being where I'm employed that compensate for the fact that I don't make a whole hell of a lot of money. (laughs) You know, it's a nonprofit. It is what it is. So, you know, things like that are great. But at the same time, it's still a traumatic response. How in the world did I get to a point where I bombarded myself with more and more things? The juicing thing to make myself feel better, to block me off from COVID, to help me get rid of my asthma, my arthritis, my other ailments that I had going that were plaguing me, became a a business idea. All right, now I'm going to do the love yourself wellness, like the whole love yourself thing on the T-shirt. Now I got to make a store. 
and it's going to be called the Love Yourself Wellness. Now I'm in the back of my head looking at some, some something I saw on social media and then on the Internet about food deserts. Guess what? I got to open a store that has organic herbs and stuff because I live in a food desert and I think our people need access to quality whole foods, not the shit that's in a poppy store or the deli that sells nothing but beer or McDonald's or liquor stores. So my brain started looking at the types of stuff. Here's another idea that I'm going to bombard myself with. Now, have I actually enacted that plan? No, but it was something that it, it I was thinking about. And if you're listening to this and you live in a hood, maybe you should do it because we need to do something with our people. We just too fucking unhealthy. Um, and it's just sad. But anyway, the point was is that I'm always looking for something to do, even though I rarely have time to do the shit I'm already doing. And people look at me like, you're Wonder Woman, you're Supergirl. Like, how do you do all of this shit? And I honestly, I just write down what I have to do every day on an, an agenda. This is what I got to do for my job when I get there. This is what I got to do on my lunch break. This is what I got to do when I get off of work. This is what I do before I go to work, um, If I, especially if I'm catching a train into the city. Like, you know, just different things. You know, I just kind of plan it out. That way I can kind of have a grasp on time for the day. Like, as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to go to the gym and get, me, get my little fitness on. Like, boom, boom, work it out, work it out. So, with that being said, with all that that's going on in my life, I had to, I, it, it didn't dawn on me that it was a traumatic response. It didn't dawn on me that I spent the last year in a situation I didn't want to be in, unhappy but unwilling to face it because I didn't know how to face it. I didn't know how to tell the people in my household, my mom, my daughter, the, the dog, the cats. Yo, I just, right now, I don't have time for y'all right now. Or I can't deal with it right now. And it, me telling myself that I couldn't tell them how I felt led to me having a nervous breakdown last year. Right in the middle of the, right after I got off work. But it was so much going on. It was more than what... I had going on now, like, I mean, I think I was working till like 10, 11 o'clock, my regular job. No, full on well, I wouldn't be in the office until no 11 o'clock, working, working. So when I realized that everything was just kind of weighing down on me and I found a way to kind of deal with it and get through it, I had a little smidget of free time and free space. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that can't be. I got to I got to fill that time with something. And we get this idea. We look at people on social media. Oh, my God, hustle hard. Keep going. Win all the motivational speeches. And there's nothing wrong with that. Pushing your company or pushing your business venture or ideas out there. There's nothing wrong with hustling, you know, especially in this whole entrepreneurship. But don't let social media fool you. Don't let them people out there, you know, fool you. It's a lot of hard work that goes into everything that you see. Like my trainer friend was telling me, he was like, I put out the content. I'm a personal trainer. I do all this stuff. They see me in shape, but they don't see the point of the the part with me sitting on the bench at the gym trying to get my life together in between these crazy workouts that I'm doing or whatever. Like they don't see that part, so they automatically assume, oh, oh, he's just going in nonstop. That's what I have to do. And no, that's okay. You don't have to. You can pace yourself. You can pause. You can say, you know what? I love me. I love myself. To say. This is not conducive to my mental or physical health. Let me hold on. Let me take a nap. Let me postpone a class. You know, 
we, we, we indebt ourselves and make ourselves feel obligated in these things that we volunteered and set out to do. And then we get locked into it. Even work. There's, look, they give you vacation time for a reason. They give you personal sick and PTO for a reason because it's okay to take a day off. I don't know what it is about us Americans that just feel that we got to just be doing a lot of stuff all the time. Like, I don't know. But the point is, is that I was victim of that. I fell victim to that. And that's what this episode is all about. You can just say no. You can set a boundary, whether it's with work, whether it's with clients, whether it's with friends or family. And don't get me wrong. I love both my parents. Flaws and all. They made me who I am. So I don't want people to think, oh, well, they got issues in the family. Every fucking family got issues. And I know that my mother is in a better headspace than she was when I was a kid. You know, I don't I can't say too much for my pop, but he's trying. I can say that he's getting a little bit better. Maybe because Def is looking down his way. He was like, yeah, I'd get the COVID shot because, you know, I'm scared out here. But last year we had to tell you to put on masks like every time I saw you. So. The point is, he's like one of those types of people where if it don't slap him upside the head, he doesn't know that it's there. So he's made strides to get better. My mother's made strides to get better. My grandparents have passed on, and though I miss them dearly, if it wasn't for everybody in my life up to this point, bad relationships, good relationships, relationships that I just said, all right, uh, I flaked on myself. Regardless, every little detail led me to this point. Every person I came across made me who I am at this point so there's no point in resenting any of that there's no point in just being like I gotta be you know traumatized behind it no find some type of healthy way that is not a trauma response now do I have the answers to why I'm doing all these things not yet it's just a discovery that was recent that not only that I come to on my own but that a therapist helped me realize after the fact, because I was like, I need to go back to my therapist. I done missed like a couple months, you know, had to catch up on a lot of other shit and my co-pays, get that together. So, you know, had to get back used to paying an extra $150 a month. But the point was, was that, you know, now that I got back into doing what I was, you know, having a healthy conversation every week or every, yeah, every week and doing this every week. It helped me realize that something that I probably wouldn't have realized just on my own, just, you know, without the podcast and without therapy. So I just wanted to really talk about that today, guys. And will I talk about it again? Hell yeah. Because this is something that, like I said, was just a, a revelation. So I'm just like, damn. So how do we get past it? You know, how do I get to a point where I'm healthy? Now, don't get me wrong. It would be love if I can do all my side ventures and just make money and not have to work about a nine, worry about a nine to five. Don't get me wrong. I love my nine to five, but it would be dope if I could just do what it is I like to do without having to carve out eight hours of my day to not be focused on it. But that's just not the reality. Most people don't have five side hustles. Some people just got one or two or none. But you know what? I like all my side hustles. And I told myself going forward that before... I boggle myself down with any more, you know, side hustles and things that I need to do. And before I start expanding the shit that I'm already doing, adding extra classes and doing all this other stuff, I'm going to sit down and take some days to myself. Like Saturdays, 
Like, I was teaching Saturday classes, like, every Saturday. And I said, you know what? No. No more Saturday classes. Not because, and that really wasn't because I needed that space to myself. It was because Saturday classes just have always had low attendance. And then I decided, you know what? It feels good to get up on a Saturday and not really have to do much of anything. You know, that's not an obligation. Outside of the last couple of weeks, you know, invited into doing stuff or, you know, having things that I needed to do. But they weren't like a work type of project obligation, you know. Oh, I got invited to an event, something, something, something. That's different. That's once in a blue moon. But literally looking at next Saturday or Saturdays to come, oh, wow, I actually have that to myself. I can get up and play a video game, eat a bowl of cereal, watch some throwback cartoons. But I had to learn to give myself that space that I needed to get out of my own head, to tell myself, I don't have to do this thing today. I don't have to get up and report here and do this today. And that's okay. What y'all think? I think I'm on to something, y'all. So correct me if I'm wrong. But it's good to make these revelations. That's what the Single Chronicles is about. It's not just about dating. And... Before you ask, well, damn, she ain't even talk about dating. Guess what? We will talk about how this plays because, now you know, going looking back, this is a, it's an easy excuse when someone says, "Oh, I want to take you out," regardless if if I do or don't want to date that person. Guess what? I can always say, "Oh, you know what? I got this to do. I got this," and it's not because I'm making it up because I legitimately have these things to do. I don't have time to focus on a relationship, and I've said that in prior episodes because I'm doing things that I want to see grow, flourish. You know, excuse me, hiccups. These are things that I wanted. I, I love to do, but I still am somewhat, you know, obligated to to see them through. So. Yeah, it it takes a it takes a toll on my social dating life. And I got so used to these things that I have to do all the time that I got okay with not worrying about my romantic interests. Which defeated the whole purpose of how I got here in the first place doing the single chronicles. Ain't that crazy, y'all? <laughs> we are all a work in progress every day. The human brain is just a crazy thing and how it helps us heal physically, mentally, and emotionally, apparently. And um, we'll get through it. Don't worry. I, it's not that I don't have any social life. I do. I hang out with friends. I make time for fun things in my life. I do go on dates occasionally. Um, but it's just not the priority right now. One day it might be because I ain't getting no younger obviously. So maybe one day I will just be like, you know what? I'm going to call that person back that said, hey, <laughs> excuse me, person. I'm going to call him back. Let's do that second date or that third date. Let me go over there and take them up on this invite <laughs> to have dinner and a movie or Netflix and chill or something. Let me take it to the next step. Let me open up again. Just like I had to learn to open up with my hyper-independence, the same thing. I got to learn hyper-busy, tra traumatic response or whatever, you know. And this is something new that is being talked about because I guess a lot of people didn't realize it was a thing until the, the, the pandemic. You know, people were trying to beat themselves over the head with trying to find shit to do amid not having anything to do. So now it's a thing. And apparently 
that was the thing that I had. <laughs> but it's always been a thing. I just didn't know it. <sighs> I don't think I need a writer's reflection. Do I? I don't think so. I think I'm going to end it right there. Um, and I don't need the accountability corner because I think I covered the fact that with that last part, you know, a lot of the shit that I did, you know, and I came to a realization through the single chronicles kind of started to defeat the whole purpose of what the single chronicles represented and the whole love yourself mantra. Yeah, I thought I was loving myself by taking time out to do the things that I like. But then I realized I was using those things as a traumatic response to not focus on the things, you know, that I need to fix or deal with. I was hiding behind them. And that's what I continue to do for quite some time and still do. So there's your accountability corner. <laughs> no music, sorry. Anyway, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I tried to condense two topics into one, and I tried to get it as close to the half an hour mark as possible. Didn't happen, but hey, it is what it is. You guys got, um, at least it's not over an hour or 50 minutes. So um, no sponsor for the week, but I will tell you that my merch store, I got a Black Friday sale that's coming up. I, that's actually going to get released a little early so stay tuned for that um in the meantime for my listeners shop my merch store save you some money i'm going to leave the link to that but you can buy you some mugs t-shirts whatever and you can use promo code ship for free that's all one word all together s-h-i-p the number four free f-r-e-e and for the folks that come to my classes or watch my virtual classes for Zumba and they're like, oh, my God, I like that little outfit. That's so cute. Da, 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 I want that. You can go to Zumba.com and go shopping and use my promo code there, which is Rose123, R-O-S-E-123. Um, use that and save some money there, too. I think I, th I think the Zumba discount is about 10%, which is not bad. It's still something, something because its stuff is not cheap, but it's good quality. So go ahead over there, save you some money, either one of those sites. I'll leave those links in the description for this week's episode. And hopefully I'll take a picture and tag me at insomniac underscore writer um, and whatever you're wearing. And... Um, let me see how you look in your insomniac merch or twerk merch. All right, guys, I'm about to get off of here. I want to thank you so much again for tuning in. Um, we are all, like I said, I'm not perfect. And this episode is proof of that. We can all work on each other and work on ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with saying no, setting those boundaries, even if you got to set them boundaries for yourself and tell you something like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to sit here and watch this movie tonight, you know, or I'm going to play this video game. So, yeah, definitely take time out for yourself. Set boundaries for yourself, just like you do with other people's, and love yourself. Because trust me, it is not as easy as it sounds. Trust me. I think that's all I have for today. I'm out. Let me take a sip. Yeah, that's all I have. All right, guys, I love you. And I'm going to end this episode like I do every episode. Be awesome, be you, but above all else, love yourself. All right, take care, guys.